Welcome back to the Zero Weakness Podcast, where we talk about how to be a better lifter, how to be a better coach, and everything in between. Make sure you subscribe and enjoy. Uh, all right. Uh, thanks for tuning in for another episode of the Zero Weakness Podcast. Uh, we've got some very special guests today. Uh, joining myself and Tombro, we've got Alex Glenn and Jeremiah Alpusaki. Oh, close. <laughs> Go, say it. Uzel Pisachi. You. Wow. Mm. Uzel Versace. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Designer. Hey. Right. Uzel Versace. Uh, the boys from Legacy Movement Gym down in Miami. Thanks for joining us, boys. Yes, Thank sir. you. Thanks for having us. It's our pleasure to be here, my man. Mm, what's been happening? Tell him, bro. Tell him. <laughs> well, uh, a whole lot of a whole lot of community building out at Miami for mm. us at the moment. We've just recently obvious, uh, opened our gym, obviously. Um, Actually, so yeah, it's just been like mad, 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 mad time spent. Sorry, before we get into that, t- mm. t- tell the listeners a little bit about yourselves. Okay, so you want to go first, you? Alex? You're okay. a veteran. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, a veteran. Rattle it off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so obviously, my name's Alex Glenn. Um, come from a professional athlete background. Um, played in the NRL for 14 years and recently retired last year. Um, where you know. For me, it was about finding purpose in work, and for me, it was creating um, a community um, movement. And you know, I've always said to Jerry, who's sitting next to me, like he needs his own space to create a gym, um, and I wanted to do that too. So let's link up together, and we got um, very similar core values, um, and we are, you know, all about community and giving back to our people. So. Our alignment um, and opening our space, which we now have, which is Legacy Through Movement, our gym down in Miami, it's just um, it's amazing transition for myself because it gives me a lot of purpose knowing that I'm adding value to our people and our community, which I always wanted to do. I'm still able to keep fit myself and train um, in an environment that we've created, which is amazing. And um yeah it gives me so much fulfillment going into this transition so when people ask me how does retirement look like for you i couldn't be happier man i couldn't be happier because yeah i got so much purpose in what i do man i'm still heavily involved with the broncos um where we go out to high schools we i work in the community team so we go to over 55 schools over queensland um, and we educate our indigenous kids around leadership resilience um, cultural identity because it's important for them to understand who they are and where they come from Um, and then also um, we teach them about respect and relationships Um, and these are some cool things because we're giving them life skills outside of school okay so like we leave all the education stuff to the teachers and we got we don't teach them about sports it's about life in general and how can you um you know understand yourself and how can you go out there and and chase your dreams and we just facilitate that bro and seeing these kids come like this is my first year in that that role but seeing these kids come through and grab so much confidence in themselves and they leave high school and they graduate high school this year with so much purpose and understanding of what they want to do after school it's been amazing because when i left school i had no idea what i was going to do i was lucky to you know chase the dreams and and you know, f- 
uh, see my sports career come to fruition, but it doesn't happen like that for everyone. And opening the, these kids' eyes to that, there's so much more potential out there for them. That's been a, a an amazing thing. So that's been my life outside of footy. Now I I work with the Bronx in the community program. Um, I give back to our community with Jezza um, and Legacy, um, and then I got family time on the outside as well. So life's good for me, man. Nice, brother. That's awesome. Um, so, Jeremiah, how did you get into it all? Like, what was your journey in, in terms of just like fitness and gym from yep. doing what you do to then coaching to now owning this gym and, okay. and running this gym? Yeah, sweet. Um, so, basically, at the time of everything coming up to fruition in fitness, I was um I was working at White Waterworld, and there was a day like a week out of Chrissy and there someone had run up to me and it was like a it was like a code at the time and the code is an emergency and this guy's come up to me he's like oh do you know first aid and I'm like yeah, yeah yeah I know first aid he's like there's a guy over there he's gone gray I was like all right sweet so I ran over there checked him out and he was gone like no breathing completely gray I went I went to open his mouth he's having convulsions and we called it in I started doing compressions and eventually we ended up getting him to he's got to spend Chrissy with his family um from that moment he was heavily overweight, like heavily overweight. And the the supervisor I was working with at the time, Ross Patterson, he was like, he's like telling me how amazing the fitness industry was and how cool it would be if I could work in it with him and other people as well. So I decided to go through and do my personal training certs, like a lot of different people on the Gold Coast who have probably done their, their certs and, you know, have found the industry to be quite attractive. Hang on, um, hang on, wait, wait, before you keep going. Yeah. <laughs> this guy that was like, Great. Yeah. What had he drowned or was he just like <laughs> really overweight and no, he just legit. like had a heart attack? So or legit, what happened was he when he was down, I saw him in the ground, he had like all this fast food next to him on the floor. <laughs> legit, like like buckets and buckets of fast food. And what had happened was he is having blood clots pass through his heart and one yeah, so he just completely stopped. It was pretty insane <laughs> at the time. Jesus. Yeah. So after, it's really funny actually, after that had happened. We got to see him again a couple months later and he had lost like 20 kilos. Got to spend the rest of the Chrissy with his family. It was in hospital though and, you know, that was just an insane thing. So the fact that when he actually come back and that's when actually everything it had kind of um, inspired me to go and join the industry to help people, you know, obviously lose weight and maintain healthy lifestyles and whatnot. Um, so, yeah, it was it was a pretty scary intro to what, what, we, <laughs> what we do for the community now. Yeah, far out. <laughs> like not many people have an entry story like that you know absolutely a big wake up call yeah for sure for sure sorry, sorry to cut you off keep no, no, keep going good. so where did it go from there so from there that position on i um, went and did my certs we did some work with a uh, personal training company nhfa and it was really cool from there i got a job at an f45 at labrador working with ray brown do you know ray brown yeah, yeah he trained here for a while yeah yeah so he was um at the time he taught me a lot of that i needed to know as far as you know building a business and all that type of thing goes with personal training jumped over from labrador to carrara f to five helped them with their open and then after carrara i transitioned over to another gym called ampm which was open for a, a very close friend of mine and alex's who passed away uh 2017 2018 um from that position we built AMPM up, AMPM's lease went out, and then Legacy took over. So, yeah, that's kind of kind of how it all come through. Is looking back on it now, it's like, wow, it's a crazy, crazy kind of timeline to come to the position that Alex and I are in now. It's really, really mm. cool. 
So is is Legacy in the same building, or did you guys move it into a, another building? Yeah, yeah, Legacy is in the same building. Um, we were really lucky that the leasing agent was like, "Hey, we've got this lease. You can take over the lease, um, and then you can, you know, start the rebrand and whatnot." Obviously, we didn't, we weren't able to bring over the AMPM label because the, the actual owner of that company had plans for it. Mm-hmm. So we decided to rebrand and do something different. What well, What were his plans for it? As far as I know, off the top of my head, what we spoke about were a non-for-profit company or organisation that helped uh, children who'd lost parents in accidents. Mm. Obviously, what happened to our, our dear friend, Johan, um, it was might have been ar- around the same kind of thing to help kids who've been through something similar because we are still quite close with Yogi's uh, daughter, Kiana. Mm-hmm. Thomas, are you familiar with the, what happened to Yogi? Is it... You might have told me, but I'm not a, not off the top of my head. You you boys mind talking about no, it on the potty? No, not, no, at, not all. at all, man. Not at all. Tell that. So Johan, um, last name Offner. Yeah, that's right. Johan Offner. Have you seen him on Instagram or anything? Um, <clears throat> he's super jacked, super yeah. strong, very athletic dude. Yeah. He was he was quite big on Instagram. Yeah, big on. He was like a. Uh, I didn't even explain the dude, man. It's kind of. He's like a like a stunt stunt god. Yeah, he was <laughs> oh like he God. he competed in those like Ninja Warrior things and. Mm. Um, like really into calisthenics. He was like kind of the first. He kind of brought it to Australia yeah. in a way, man. Yeah, yeah. he's he definitely a pioneer for calisthenics and bodyweight training in Australia. That's for sure. Mm. Um, yeah, he's, he's he's still known to this day to be one of the greats. So mm. yeah, he did really well. Like yeah, it, like he was just you know he went to America a lot to do a lot of stunt classes and and training over there and. Um, you know, fell in love with the calisthenics, brought it back to Burley, created some massive frequencies amongst, you know, the boys in our community in Burley. And, um, you know, when the, I guess the biggest asset from, from Yogi and Yo, or Johan is he was just the nicest person you would ever meet. You know, would never say a bad thing about anyone. Was just always had a had a big smile, and his his vibe was infectious. Yeah. Um. And when he passed, man, it was like it, it affected a lot of us, man, big time. Um. And we try to implement a lot of yogi into who we are. It's mm. actually really funny that Alex mentions that because we was talking about Henny on the way here, and you actually embody a lot of those different qualities, man. You know, That's like sick. It, it, you really do. Like you can make someone feel so comfortable when you talk to them. And you are always super cheery and it's super infectious as well. So hats off to you, man. Oh, I appreciate that. Bro. I wish I embodied his body as well. Uh. <laughs> I wish I got that. <laughs> um, yeah, so w- was it 2017 or 2018? He was filming a... Do you want to tell the story? Yeah, yeah. So back in back in the years, he was uh, film, filming for... He's doing stuff Listen like Nessa. Listen Nessa, that's it. Listen Nessa. And unfortunately, there were some things that, went ha- that, w- that happened with... Um, the what would you what do you call them the um the props mm-hmm. the prop guns that were on set and a few of them shouldn't have been on set from what I remember reading in um reading through and then one of those guns shouldn't have been on set the one that was used mm-hmm. and unfortunately when it was used a little bit of shrapnel come off the the backfire and and pierce yokes through the heart so oh, far up yeah so really unlucky. It's the same as um Brandon Lee. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, it's crazy. Really sad. Yeah, bro. It was it was a shock to everyone, man. Because mm. this guy was literally at the prime time of him coming through. So he just recently competed in the first ever Ninja Warrior. Yeah, the Australian and went all the way yeah. to the grand final. 
Um, and at the time of his passing, they were literally just about to release the episodes. And then this happened, so they pulled all of his content out um, because they didn't want to have to, you know, face, I guess, all the questions that will come through about where's Johan Offner now. Yeah. Um, you know, so they did, you know, a testimonial to him in the final series, but like this guy was just, he had the biggest future ahead of him. Yeah. Like biggest future ahead Absolutely. of him. Absolutely. And he was an inspiration to his daughter, inspiration mm -hmm. to all of us. So, you know, when, when people talk about, How'd you come up with the name Legacy through movement? It's all about him, you know, and it's all about, you know, the legacy we want to leave behind for ourselves as well. So we talked about Yogi's legacy and how can we carry this on. The word legacy just kept popping up yeah. in everything that we we're talking about. You know, Yogi's legacy, my legacy, Jerry's legacy, and then also our trainer's legacies, and then our community's legacy. What legacy are you leaving behind um, for the people to remember you by? And that's how it just came through. And then obviously through movement, that's that just it's kind of what you we know, do. linked in. Mm. You, you guys have done really well with your um branding and your message as well, like you just said there. But um like it's obviously starting a starting a gym for you guys, that's the first thing you need to think of. Well, that's the first thing everyone thinks of a name. And mm. I feel like you guys have nailed it. Like it just sounds cool as well. Thank you. Legacy mm, yeah. movement. That's sick. I've actually gone down and checked out this space and I trained with you guys. It was a little bit too early for me. Uh, <laughs> you did the 4 a.m. session. <laughs> yeah, I was there at yeah, 3.30 yeah. waiting, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I was there early and um, yeah, I knew, I've, I felt so out of place. Hey, these guys are all freaks doing muscle ups oh. and it was awesome. Which, it's so cool though. We should showed up half an hour early to work. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> no, I was actually going to ask about the uh, about the name legacy. So I'm I'm glad that sort of tied in and, and you explained it because it's really cool. And uh, you know, I can only speak from from our experience here and and the other zero gyms. It's really interesting to see, you know, borrowing that word, the legacy that you leave in people's lives, and you don't see it until it's extrapolated over time. So yep. like the work that you're doing now to impact these people who come through your doors, it is going to stick with them. And it's going to stick with them forever. Like there's people that come come through here that were here eight years ago that don't forget a single thing about the impact that this place, the community, the trainers, whoever made on them back then. Yep. And it's, yeah, it's just, it's incredibly humbling to, to be a part of these people's journeys because you don't realize how impactful you can be on their lives and how that filters into their lives, their families, their friends, everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. So love the message. Because that's, um, that's something that, uh, you know, because I'm here Monday to Friday, 12 hours a day. No, I'm not. Oh. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm Put here. in work. Because <laughs> I'm here Monday to Friday. And for me, you know, this is work. So sometimes I'm getting a little bit stressed out or whatever. But people come through the doors, you know, they, cho they choose to, uh, like, this is their leisure when they walk in through yeah, the doors. That's right. So, you know, I try to be, I try to have a conversation with everyone because like you said, you're, you're leaving your legacy behind your, the way you interact with all your members, your clients, whatever you want to call them. Um, yeah, it's like, it's for some of these people, it's their favorite part of the day. Oh, it's, sure. I know for me, it's my favorite part of the day when I go train. Yep. So yeah, no, that's fuck, for, that's awesome. For us, man, we, we like to create that safe place. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone's going through things in their journeys, um, you know, and sometimes people just need an escape. Mm -hmm. And we want that, our legacy through movement, we want that place to be a home for them where they can come. There's no judgment there. They feel, you know, validated and welcomed. They feel like they can be themselves. Um, and, you know, from what we've seen over the last three months of operations is that we are like really having an impact on people's lives. Yeah, absolutely. We see them like a thing for us is like 
we love to um, introduce everyone. Like we want people to go up, introduce themselves to someone new and make it feel comfortable. So you eliminate that, I guess, weirdness of yeah, training around. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, you, you eliminate that awkwardness amongst each other. And then when you see them come the first time, there's the nerves, the anxiousness. And my auntie Steph was one of them. She's 53 now. And, um, you know, she, she wants to get back into being fit and stuff. And she was like literally so nervous mm. turning up to first day of training now she's on day 41 yeah, you know training awesome. and seeing everyone's confidence and letting them know that your journey is your journey you don't have to compare yourself to anyone else you don't have to be a certain level of training to come train with us um once we pass that barrier man everyone just like literally you see the confidence come out you see mm. like who they are as people yeah, come out it. and that's what really makes us inspires us to keep doing what we're doing man because like you said tom it might be eight years down the track we'll we'll have people come back and be like i remember the first you know session i come here you know and and to see the person i was then to the person i am now had a big influence like that's what we chase man there's yeah, impact on people's lives so can, can you explain to everyone then um, what you guys actually do at the gym? Like what would you label the the style of training or what people get in terms of the actual training at your place? Yep, absolutely. So we run, <laughs> you, you'll probably, we call it functional training. Mm -hmm. You know, we call it functional. I mean, all training's pretty functional generally. So basically what we run off is a, like a three-day split in strength work so we do monday wednesday friday which is strength and then tuesday thursdays are like conditioning mm -hmm. and kind of playing around with energy systems and what we do in the gym on the saturday is a mixture of all the workouts throughout the week in one big uh big group training session it's pretty cool so yeah we it's all like uh as far as programming goes i do the programming for the gym and the coach is going going you know, send out and, and do the work in the mornings and the evenings. So it's, yeah, if you were to call us a gym, I'd just call us a, oh man, a functional strength gym. Mm. Yep. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, then, and then we got also like in the afternoons, we got specific skill training. So we do oh, like muscle up training over the bar work. Um, and then Tuesdays we got Shano, um, who's one of the best in calisthenics. He, he coaches um, elite Kelly. And yeah, you choose afternoons. He's like, in our opinion, like we're hella biased, but in our opinion, he's probably the best in Australia as far as calisthenics goes. Um, mm -hmm. You just if you if you see the dude on Instagram, have a look at what he does, and you're just like, mm. well, he does like like single arm handstand. Push it's hard to push. fathom what he does. Yeah, exactly, oh, exactly. Lucky you know Shane, right, bro? Mm. It's Cal actually crazy. <laughs> calisthenics is wild. Do you guys know? Um, uh, Lachlan, he runs CaliFit in Brisbane. Yeah, yeah, I know Lachlan. Yeah, wow. he's a, he's a good friend of Zero's. Oh, wow. Yeah, so cool. yeah so I love watching that. Who was that really big guy in the States that went to prison? Oh. <laughs> he was from prison, you know? Oh, he was really jacked. Kelly Muscle. Kelly Muscle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> when I think of calisthenics, I just think of Kelly Muscle. <laughs> <laughs> he's a legend. You Talk, mentioned before- Talking um, about prison creatine, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he ate ramen with tuna, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't he have a heart attack not long ago? Probably. Yeah. Jeez. And his pre-workout was coffee and, and Pepsi Max. Jerry wasn't there to save him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the hyphy mud. <laughs> the hyphy mud. Um, you mentioned before, like, the um, you know, what style of training you call it. You know, you said uh, functional functional training in, like, quotation marks. I feel like people put overemphasize the title of their training. Absolutely. Like, when people ask me, what do I do for training? I just say, I, I train. Just I, fit and strong. Yeah, I fucking do. I run like, you know, I had my 
you know, I run 70 kilometers a week. I lift three, four times a week. I swim. I just train. It doesn't have to have a title. Yeah, it's like, yeah. so true. Hey, like someone said so to me true. the other day, they said, oh, are you still doing CrossFit? And I was like, what? I don't do CrossFit. They're like, oh, you know, just because they saw me doing some cleans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 like. Yeah. Which is which is like weightlifting, right? Yeah. <laughs> at the end of that, it's just training. Like you don't need to. Yeah, um, 100%. Yeah, you don't really need to put a title in anything. And you don't have to uh, pigeonhole yourself in a certain category. Like yeah, if you want to do strength training, you do strength training. If you want to do a little bit of calisthenics, you want to chuck it in there. Um, you just do it. You, not everything needs to be programmed and organized in a manner where it, you know, where it makes sense typically for progression. Yeah. Like you just want to train and have fun. hundred percent. Rip in with your friends, talk gonna, shit, lift some bring, weights. Bring Tom to handstand class yeah. tonight. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> I want to hear you guys talk a bit more about the, the community aspect. Cause I know like from last time you were here, Alex, that uh, everything you were talking about, you know, from your NRL background and then you announced opening the gym and everything everything sort of centered back to community family um you know being yep. together mm. how important has that been inside of your business model and what you're trying to achieve at legacy oh man that that pretty much is it like to a t like we were speaking about it on the way here and as far as you know like a business model goes al and i really like we do the the small work the admin work and then the community kind of speaks for itself um and the reason why it's grown so well and it's grown quite fast is because the community value the same does that if that makes sense so you know the way like like alex said before when people come in and there's obviously new people coming to trial the gym and then you've got your gym veterans and your mascots we get everyone to kind of like integrate so that everyone feels welcome in the same on the same level um and when you see it firsthand it's actually a really really special thing and i think that's why the gym has done so well is because we've kind of just left the growth up to the community itself and you know they embody each other you know and they they really do make everyone feel really welcome so it's epic man it's it's been very organic too mm. uh from our side we from our side we haven't really marketed at all we've done social posts here and there but like um we haven't marketed it at all and it's just been an organic growth i think word of mouth people bringing in friends just going you know what i train here i feel at home here um and then we just see them keep coming through the door which is amazing um but you know the things that like we're we're talking about it on the way here we really haven't even dipped our toes on what we want to do with our people um you know and what we want to bring to legacy and i guess for us like we we want to start doing some workshops and that and our first one's going to be this weekend um we teamed up with the crew called momentum and they do a lot of work with bringing men together um, to create a space where you can just talk about anything, man, and not feel judged. Um, you know, don't have any fear or, fu- you know, like, I guess, stigma around showing weakness. Yeah, especially you know? like, because like, it's like a, a day and age where we've all come through life, you know, as men and, you know, to, to speak something, you know, with emotion that might, you know, trigger some people is a bad thing when really it shouldn't be you know like masculine energy is masculine energy feminine energy is feminine energy as well so like to be able to get men to speak openly about how they're feeling especially within a group of other men sometimes isn't the easiest thing to do so we can break the stigma like al said that would be a very special and powerful thing we can do for our community yeah bro so like literally um we're doing this event on sunday morning so if anyone's uh, free and want to come through it's literally we're, we're getting together we're going to do a workout you know, 
train together and then we're going across the road and having a coffee and a yarn um and it's just pretty much there's no workshop around mental health or anything it's just creating an energy and, and a community where people it's free of charge people just come together get to know each other have a conversation you never know where that conversation might go so um and you know this these are the kind of things that we want to do for our people is just bring good people around good people that either inspire you to be better or just makes you feel good um, and because we, we talk about it all the time, you know, you are who you hang around and sometimes people don't have the best influence around them. So creating that space where, um, men can come and we want to do it for the woman too. It's not just being a bias or sexist thing. Um, you know, we, we want to start with, with this crew and momentum and, um, also professional athletes. Kind of like, down it's kind of like an introduction into, I suppose, what we want to do for the community. Yeah. So yeah it's really exciting everyone says community you know they want to do stuff for the community but um when in terms of our people like me and this fellow are so passionate about giving back absolutely i think Mm -hmm. when we when i was here last time i just you know blurted about i just want to give back give back to the youth give back to our people and um it can be draining at sometimes but it's just purposeful work and it makes you feel good you can't put a price on that man Mm mm-hmm yeah so part of why i wanted to ask that as well like we get a lot of people who listen to this that own small gyms like like we have right and um you you can have all the business skills in the world all the marketing skills in the world all the the knowledge in the world um but these gyms really thrive on community as a point of difference this is what makes zero or legacy feel so different to going into a world gym is because there is that community there And if you, if you don't have the natural skill of, of pulling people together and a passion about your community, people are like, how do you do that? And yeah. like, I, I wanted to to hear what you would say because people need to hear what you just said and see how easy it is. Yeah. Like it is as easy as there's a new person, partner them up with an older person in the community that knows the ropes. Yeah. So they feel welcome immediately. Yeah. You're talking about, you know, bringing everyone together and not forcing them to speak, but creating an environment where people feel comfortable to connect and to speak yeah, and to, to be real, you know? And so like people need to understand that building a community is not that difficult. It just takes a couple of little steps and 100%. all of that is bred by passion. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. And just being yourself too, Tom, you know, like you're, you're, your gym is so successful because you're a genuine good people bro, yeah, that care about others. Um, and when you when you try and fake it, it, it gets exposed pretty quickly. Mm. So if you just be genuine and true to yourself and show a bit of care for others, that stuff goes a long way, man. That's what I love about um. Well, first of all, what I really liked about how you said you're doing a workshop is you know we're so used to hearing workshops being you know you're going to bring in a strength coach, you're going to teach yeah. them this, and yeah. that was so different. That really caught me off guard. It made me think, you know, there's another uh, there's another avenue you can go down for workshops, which is really cool and. For me, that's like the first I've heard of that, uh, yeah. where you're doing a workshop, and it's not on physical health or physical training, it's on mental health. Yeah. So I think that's yeah. really awesome. And um, one thing that we do here as well, really well, like you mentioned about the community, uh, we do 10-day free trials. Yeah, cool. They come in the doors. So the hardest part is getting them through the doors. Yeah. Once they're in the doors, you know, the community sells itself. Yeah. They'll walk in here. They've only been to a commercial gym. They're ready to step their training up. They're like, okay, I'm a little bit bored of commercial gym. I want to try something different. So they'll come in here. They'll, uh, they'll, they'll notice straight away that it's a very small community. Everyone knows each other. Everyone says, hi, we don't have a million uh, squat racks. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we kind of do. Um, <laughs> but, you know, they'll be like, oh, shit, you guys just all work in together? Like, oh, wait, I can use this with you? 
you know, everyone talks shit, everyone's, everyone's yeah. here hanging out. Like, yeah. it's not uncommon for people to be here for five to six hours. Yeah, unless they are on rack in Tom's uh, bar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Putting away his dumbbells. <laughs> um, yeah, so 70, like... 70 for 11. <laughs> yeah, that's nuts. Gross. <laughs> Was it last week when I asked you what you could do? I can't remember. Are you going to do the 80s next week? Nah, nah, I'm not ready for that. Really? Yeah. Mate, you just punched out 11 yeah. reps on 70, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> dieting, I'm dieting. <laughs> give, me, give me, at the end of next block, so six weeks, I'll try the 80s. Yeah? yeah. All right, sweet. Sheesh. And then I quit. <laughs> Retired from the dumbbells. Retired. <laughs> but yeah, like I was saying, it's just, um, yeah, it's like with the small gyms you mentioned as well, Thomas, it is the community. It's all about the community. Otherwise, all these guys would go train at these fancy, shiny gyms, you know, with all yep. the fucking, all the bells and whistles and all that jazz but like you know when it comes to training you don't really care about all that stuff 100 percent, bro. i think for those small gyms out there man is you know a tip from us is just like we're we're not super successful or anything but a big thing that's worked for us is don't chase the memberships it'll come organically that's right okay if you express um and add value to people's lives that's what brings people in your door adding value to others. Yeah, I mean, it's quality over quantity, right? Absolutely. And then that quality turns into lifetime value yeah. uh, because those people don't leave and those people bring the most people in as mm. well. Uh, so what what date did you officially open? June 1st. June, yeah. June 1st we opened, yeah. So it's only been open a few months. Yeah. Um, has it exceeded expectations of how you thought it was going to go? Or yeah. is it about on point? Absolutely. It ha- absolutely it's has. Exceeded a, yeah, it really has. In a good way. In a really good way. Like, I'll be... I'll, I, you know, people look at Al and us and like they they joke and they laugh. They're like, "Oh, boss man," da, da, but we don't see ourselves as that way. You know, like if anything, we're a support pillar, and if we can help, you know, whether it be a member, a coach, or even someone outside of the gym, we're gonna do it. Um, and yeah, so I think when it comes to obviously owning and operating a business like a gym, ah oh man, it's. It, it's absolutely exceeded our expectations because the amount of lives that have changed since we've been here, including, you know, man, Auntie Steph, Alex's auntie, it, it's like such a fulfilling, such a fulfilling feeling. Like, wow. And I can, I can absolutely see why you want to keep punching out zeros, bro, because mm. it's so, so cool. So, so cool. What, what was the biggest shock as part of the whole thing? Oh. What was the thing that came as the biggest <laughs> surprise? Bro, I think the, the hard work prep, you know, leading into yeah. even opening the doors. You guys did a big fit out. Yeah. I followed that whole yeah. thing. Oh, you bro. Think, you basically think. demolished the whole <laughs> place and rebuilt it, right? Yeah, it's like I think the biggest, the biggest in the face wow was council. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. Cut it there, <laughs> CJ. We're done. No kind oh, words from here. As <laughs> a challenging, challenging topic, huh? I'm sure you understand more. Yeah. yeah, council's fun, especially oh, Gold Coast City Council is different to to Brisbane, Savage. and then different to all the other yeah. of all the city councils that I've in, encountered with this issue. And friends and other Gold Coast is the hardest place. Savage, hey, absolutely, yeah. and that's an ongoing thing for us. Um, but yeah, I think, I think the biggest eye opener for us was literally the fit out, the demo yeah. work that went into it. Like we, it was a, it was a big demo. We pulled out down a, a massive mezzanine. We did it in four days and like the, our mates that are builders, they're like, man, it will take you at least a week to 10 days. And we did it in four, bro. Yeah. Cleared it out. We were wrecked after it, but, um, yeah, I think it makes us and helps us really 
admire where we're at right now. You know, people go, oh, anyone can start a business. Um, but unless you put the hard work into it, man, you don't really appreciate where you are now today yeah, without absolutely. the hard work and foundations 100%. that were built into it. Um, so that was definitely an eye-opener, bro. Trying to Because we ain't business, man. We don't have a background in business. We just winged it, man. <laughs> Jumped on our opportunity and just went, this is what we want to do. How can we do it? And we just winged everything, bro. Um, and still to this day, we're, we're constantly learning, but it's really helped us appreciate our space that we have. And um, there was a moment where I sat in the gym by myself eating my sushi and um, I had a little tear in my mm. and I messaged this guy and I was like, bro, I'm just like, emotionally happy with the hard work that we put into now and just looking around the space i was like wow this is like come to fruition <laughs> yeah i remember that message yeah I, that message. I promise you it doesn't change well i i never get to close this place like almost always i leave there's still people here um and it, it happens very rarely but after the comp on what comp, what day sunday. sunday on sunday father's day <laughs> uh, after the comp on sunday <laughs> I was I was the one to turn off the lights, and every time I do that, it's like, you know, it's, like <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Absolutely, just it's a cool feeling. Just circling back to how you guys, you know, joked about you guys being boss men in that. Um, <clears throat> you know, when you've worked for someone that acts like a boss, it's really disheartening. But when you guys, Sorry. <laughs> no, I was going to say <laughs> when you when you when you <laughs> lead from the, the where's the Alico's where's that <laughs> <Yeah>. Alico bar? <laughs> <laughs> but when you lead from the front, it's so much different. Like you know what I mean? You actually respect your boss and you want to work hard for them. So when we run these fucking huge comps, you know we did nationals. It was four days of yeah, crazy. It was man. awesome, but it was fucking hell. You know <laughs> yeah. when you when your boss is in the trenches as well, you know yeah. lugging shit around, doing the shit that you don't want to do, but you're like fuck, I got no excuses. My yeah. boss is doing it too. He's not sitting there going, all right. Uh, you, 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 mm. you. And he's you, not you, telling you. us to do it as well. He's fucking doing the shit. It's like, yeah. oh, fuck. I better do something too then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so it's, um, no, nah, that's awesome. Kudos to you, Tom, bro. Thank Being you. a good boss. Thank you. Leader. So what, what is the future looking like? You know, I know it's, it's only just started out really, but what, when, when something exceeds your expectations like that, it kind of throws a throws a spanner in the works in terms terms of your plans like it, it starts to spark ideas of where things should go or where they could go um, so in the immediate future what what are things looking like for legacy the immediate future oh geez um and you know what's really funny is uh, i told cat this the other day so we call it cat <laughs> um and i've had a few people now hit me up someone hit me up to open a legacy in sydney and what and and i was just like nah you know, because, like, the immediate future really requires our attention to be in the gym that we're at mm -hmm. at the moment and solely in that space. Um, as far as growth goes and expanding that, man, only time can tell, really. I think it's re at this stage it's really trying to fine-tune, one, the operations of the gym and, two, continue to build the community as much as we possibly can to create more of a space for people that want to come and be themselves as well as get a good workout in. Mm. And I think for us, like we have all these these ideas that we want to implement, Tom, um, in order to add value to our, our, our people. And the biggest thing for us is like, it's not just in a physical way. It's like we want to add value in a mental capacity and also your, your lifestyle and your wellness. Um, so there's um, a lot of avenues that we want to dive into 
um, and you know workshops is one of those things it's not like a training workshop Absolutely. it's mm-hmm. it's um, nutrition workshops it's you know well-being workshops and collabing that. collabing with other gyms I easier yeah. a weakness hopefully to come through and do some um, some cueing and tapping work on technique and form would be amazing you know, that's 100. the kind of world we want to work in and yeah we're all about that inner peace man we got yoga at our gym uh, that brings a lot of zen into our gym and, and shout out to recent and darwin for what they do with our, our community um but yeah there's a there's a big holistic way of adding value to our people that we want to implement through legacy um and yeah look, we just haven't started bro we just we literally haven't dipped the toe in yet yeah what, what would your advice be in uh, how many studios do you know now uh, we just announced the fifth, and there's a six, six one opening in January as well. That's awesome. Was it always your goal to have never where never? So oh, I had the gym for eight years before I opened legit? the second one, and only in the last two years have we gone from two to six. Yeah. Mm. Um, bro, I was I was. How many employees do you have now? I don't know. Seventeen, eighteen. <laughs> it was just I was his only employee at one stage. <laughs> that was like two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> two thousand twenty. Uh, like two thousand twenty is when we went more than one. Yeah, it's wild. Awesome. You're like the Australian Hermosi. <laughs> oh, bro. I call him Tom Brosey. Hey. <laughs> Tom Brosey. Um, no, it's it's really cool to hear people, uh, to hear that people are reaching out to you and saying, I want to be a part of this. And it's really hard because a lot of people will reach out because they're like, this is successful. I want a slice of the pie rather than I want to carry that legacy on. Yeah, for sure. Um, and uh, my advice, I guess, would be like, just like you said a second ago, you don't even know what it is yet. You know, you've got years to develop your systems, to develop your processes, to, to understand how to take you guys out of the business, not to say that you're going to leave the business, but how to have the business exist in exactly the way that uh, you have created it without you being present. Yeah. yeah. Like how do you take your passion, your uh, drive to build community, your understanding of training, your training method, everything that you have created and be able to put that into someone else. Cause if you just open, if you just let someone open another legacy, it, it's just going to be their legacy, not your 100%. legacy. Um, that's the hardest thing with expanding is like, how do you take what you have built and then put it into other people? And it's taken me, eight or nine years That's to work great. out how to do that. Once you figure it out, then you've got opportunity yeah. to, to, you know, have your legacy carry on through a bigger and broader reach, which is fantastic. But just keep doing what you're doing. Like amazing. it's Thank obviously you. growing amazingly quickly, organically. You're bringing in the right people. You're building the right community. Like that is, that is what you just keep doing for the time being. Right. Yeah, Thanks bro. Thank Thanks. you very much. And I, I think for us is like, we, we don't compare our, our gym to anyone else's. We just focus on adding value to our people, man. There's, um, sorry to interrupt. There's no one you can compare to, though. You guys are literally your own identity. Sounds very unique. Yeah, yeah it's very, like, th- that's the vibes I got when I got went there, too. Like, there's no comparison. Thank you, bro. Mm. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Well, something something cool you might be proud of is, like, a lot of, a lot of advice that uh, James has given me as far as training goes is, is used in Legacy, you know, as far as league strength and goes and technique and whatnot. Um, we apply those lessons that Henny gave me what, a couple of years back now. Yeah. And they still apply to this day in the gym. So thank you. Is Your legacy is in our legacy. Hey, well, hey, I serious. like that. <laughs> Bit of integration. Hey, the, the Hennessy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably shouldn't say that. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> um, sorry, I interrupted you, Alex. Keep going. No, no, no. I was just saying, like, we, we, I think for us, we, 
a lot of people tend to compare themselves and compare their businesses to others and how can I do it better. But we just go along our ways, man, and just keep focusing on us and adding value to our people. And that's what drives us and directs us, man. We don't have to race against time. There's not a specific time where we need to be hitting this or creating a different avenue for our people so we can get more members. And it's just like, man, we go at our own pace. We're competing against ourselves, and that's all our focus is, man. Is there... uh did you ever compete in calisthenics? Are there, nah, there calisthenics nah, comps there, or anything like there, that? There are comps now, and it's just actually something I've been like, kind of, kind of wanting to ask you and James. Is that have you heard of these street lifting comps that are happening over in nah. Europe now? So these guys are doing as a back squat, mm-hmm. a weighted muscle up, a weighted pull up, and a weighted dip, and that's their total. And um, they're like their squats are. You know, they're okay. Like, they, they squat around that 90, 90 kilo division, about 250, 260. But, you know, that's not their main game. They're doing, like, 100 kilo pull-up weighted, 170 kilo dips weighted. So, like, those are the comps that if we were to do something as far as calisthenics goes, we'd probably go down that line as well as, like, a freestyle uh, trick uh, yeah. competition as well. How do you weight a muscle-up, like, with a vest? A weight belt. And do a muscle-up? Yeah, bro. Legit. <laughs> That just Bro. sounds scary. It's crazy. I think the 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 top one is like forty two kilos. Don't you hit yourself on the balls? That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much weight just dangling, oh, flying around. <laughs> maybe maybe in Europe they don't have big nuts, <laughs> cojones. Yeah, <laughs> they're all taking gear. Yeah. <laughs> so like it's always blo- it's all it's one of those biggest questions for myself is like uh, you know doing a few programs now, strength wise and powerlifting programs over the time of training. That specific type of training is like, how how does someone do a pull-up even with 100 kilos attached to their waist? It just absolutely blows my mind. I yeah. struggle to get my own body over Dang. the bar. <laughs> Jesus. Can you do a muscle-up? I can. Damn. Just one. <laughs> <laughs> on the best day. Now I watch these guys just rep out on sets on sets. Smash them out. It's actually unreal. I was um I was at the gym the other day and there was this dude you guys might know him. his name on Instagram is Dan Gordon Kelly. Dan Gordon. He's only a little fella, but um, they do like an AMRAP set of pull ups at the end of their sets. You know, when I think AMRAP, I'm like okay, 15, 20, whatever. This guy literally went for about two minutes. No. And oh, I was like, nah, this guy's unreal. And then I found him on Instagram because that's how I found him on Instagram. I was like, I got to find this guy to watch his stuff, and he's fucking unreal at calisthenics. And the, um, he just did so many different variations of pull-ups. And oh, yeah. yeah, it was it was well, unreal. He, he's local. Yep. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. He's a Dan, freak. Dan, where you at? Yeah. But um, <laughs> because I'm so fascinated, I've told you, I'm so fascinated by calisthenics at the moment. So I've been deep diving in, you know, practicing some skills, like some handstand work, Brady. doing all my pull-ups with the false grip and things oh. like that. Uh, just playing around on rings and... Yeah, yeah, so I'm obsessed with it. There's a dude on uh, YouTube I follow called Chris Herrier. Yeah, Chris Herrier. Yeah. It's really funny you say that because Chris Herrier and Yogs back in the day had a bit of bad blood. Really? Yeah, legit. Because they were at around the same time they were both blowing up. <laughs> True. Yeah. Real funny. <laughs> man, that's crazy. Crazy to think where Chris is now. Yeah, it's insane. Like that's probably where Yogi would have been as well. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. If not more. Yo. Because Calisthenics got huge there for a while, right? Is it still mm. big here? There is there there is a big uh, calisthenics community still in in Burley too, um, and they link up Saturday Sundays and they just go down to the bars and swing around and do their thing. But 
Um, as far as like a competitive thing goes, I don't really think so. Hey, yeah. I don't think there is really many competitions. I think they run one or two a year. Yeah. What does? Sorry, you go. Oh, I was just going to ask. I was going to change subject. Oh, I was just going to ask. What does a calisthenics competition look like? So they'd normally do like a reps and sets type of thing. They'd do like a weighted competition and then they'd do like a freestyle and flow mm-hmm. competition where they do like gymnastics tricks and all that type of thing. I think, um, you know, calisthenics and where it came from was street workout. Uh, kind of developed this over time in Europe and then it just got bigger and bigger and bigger. It's just, I think at the, at the moment, it's super hard to coach, you know, mm-hmm. unless you have a gymnastics coach who can go and who wants to go and do that because they're quite, uh, set in their ways and they don't mm. really want to do things if they're out of form I think that's where it kind of slowed down the the whole growth of the sport yeah it's um I've actually got a client who's unreal at calisthenics you know Lim yeah have you seen his Cali stuff nah. he's a freak really <laughs> yeah so I've got a client um I actually want him to teach me some Cali stuff as well yeah, so he's really good but we're prepping for worlds at the moment so we've got worlds oh, cool. in four weeks from Sunday yeah, yeah so um, yeah, he's like he'll pull like over three point five times body weight. Yeah, strong. He's strong. Very, yeah, very strong. He's only twenty one years old, twenty years old. I can't remember, but um, yeah, he's really good at calisthenics. He pulled three three times his body weight. Yeah, three point wow. five or something, <laughs> something nuts. Yeah, he's like sixty kilos and Bred, pull, pulls in the two hundred. Bred different is there? Oh. Yeah, <laughs> I was I was gonna ask like what's a what's a day in the life of the of of the legacy staff. Like for you, <laughs> for you boys, like obviously you're getting up at very early and yep. doing your own training at four o'clock. Yep. So we, it's actually a little bit sad because community, the council has kind of spoken from the public community, and now the dawn surface has been chalked. Um, yeah, we got a bit a bit too rowdy in the mornings at three thirty a.m. and the, the oldies next door didn't really appreciate it. So uh, my own my own training will start at around that time, but it's pretty much just myself at the moment. Yep. Um, and yeah, cat rolls through. He's got this big camera in people's faces, just getting the <laughs> capture in the moment of them through a, an echo bike. Do you have echo bikes here? We we've got. Is that a rogue one? Yeah. yeah, yeah, we've got one. Yeah, yeah. So you can see the facials coming already. Yeah, um, <laughs> and yeah, throughout the morning, the classes run from five a.m. and six a.m. And whether it be strength or conditioning uh, on the day. Then it's it's like a funny little commune at seven a.m. We either go get coffee at a shoot at the cafe across the road, or we're all just lying on the track in the sun, <laughs> getting some sun. Hey, nice. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. So yeah, we have our classes five a.m. and six a.m. classes, and we have a little break. Um, me and this guy like to catch up on Mondays, and and we go through our director's planning for the week. Yep. Um, touch on what ha- went well last week, what didn't go well. Then we got another class um, on nine thirty. Um, where a lot of mums come through, we got a creche at the at the gym, um, so they they can put their bubs there and train in peace for forty five minutes. Um, and then during the day, man, we just um, punch out some some admin stuff. Whether we go home um, and do it, and then come back in the afternoon for the skills. Is, is that what we're calling it? <laughs> Bit of Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, I know you play games. Yeah, bro, we love getting some games in, so oh. we we make sure we do our. Our, our work first uh, Then we have a little bit of us time Yeah absolutely um, Us time on the days where I'm not working with the Broncos in it Yeah This is where See you said labels are bad This is where labels are good It's team development Yeah mm, <laughs> I like that Thank you Team development That's going to help at tax time as well <laughs> Spend 600, 600 bucks on new PlayStation games In one week yeah, Team development <laughs> Write that shit off Hard So then it. what time are the evening classes? 
uh, 4.30 and 5.30, and that's uh, in the evenings is when we run our skill-based classes, the muscle-up class, uh, elite calisthenics, and uh, handstands as well. So. Yeah. And then after that, home dinner bed. Home to bed. So man, what? this guy goes to bed early. Yeah, six thirty. I'm in bed. Nice. <laughs> very. What time do you wake up? Uh two forty-five. With an alarm, or that's just when you wake no, up. No, that's just when I wake up. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're on true hormosy time. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. You got to post that shit. <laughs> Hell yeah! Hell yeah! So if I don't get to him, like if I need to message him. If it's not done by four five, then I gotta speak to him tomorrow because yeah, I know my it. man's getting ready for bed. Yep. Whereas my the, my bedtime routine's like all over the shop, man. When you got three kids, you cannot keep a routine <laughs> like that, bro. Anything go, everything goes all up. You're a leader on you're a leader on the uh, on Grand Theft Auto too. So you got that community. <laughs> so many communities. <laughs> that's right. It's um that's funny because in my household as well, everything's off by seven thirty. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, I'm the last to bed in my household, and I'm usually in bed around in between seven and seven thirty. But Tizzy and John, they're in bed at six thirty, seven. Yeah, every night as well. Yeah. Are they, they're getting up early and running, and yeah, they're grind. They're early morning grinders as well. It's cool. I'm always the last up, and I still I wake up at if I start at six. It depends what I'm doing, but if we're running early, you know, we'll get up at three fifteen, be on the road by four. But we'll be. Uh, I'm the last up, and I'm, I start work at six. I'm up at four thirty. 4.45, and I'm still the last Yo, up. Mm. That's like a new generation of human age. Yeah, but lots of people say it's the go- it's a Gold Coast thing. Mate, it's... Oh, it's, legit. Yeah, like it's a Gold Coast thing to be up super early. Like you go to Sydney, Melbourne, people don't get up early because, you know, it's cold and... So next time someone says, oh, man, you get up early, I'm, go- I'm from Gold Coast. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because it, <laughs> it's so true, bro, because hmm. I lived in Brizzy, man. Like it's... Lifestyle in Brizzy to here is totally different, eh? Tom, you'd know you live up there... Um, it's it's different like avenue, man. Like when I was in Brizzy, man, there was no way I was waking up as early as we do down mm. here. And if you go for a walk at five in the morning, you'll see half the Gold Coast and Brizzy doing a stroll. Mm. Everyone's happy as, and there's something about being up before the sun comes up. Yeah, like it's pretty powerful, man. And it starts your day in the best way, bro. And yeah, when when you wake up, like when I wake up after six, man, I feel like groggy as hell. Mm. Like. But when you wake up at 3.30, 4, it's like, you're alive, man. You're ready to go. And when you watch the sunrise come, bro, it's just magical, man. Yeah, absolutely. Magical. It's crazy because um, my brother was telling me when he was here, he's like, he loves how c- cafes are open so early. I'm like, what? What time are they open back home? 7 o'clock, 7.30. <laughs> you know, here they're open 5. Four yeah. th- some of them are open at 4.30. Yeah. Because, yeah, the Gold Coast is just, yeah. we're built different. Southeast Queensland. Bro. Yes, sir. <laughs> mm. But what, is, um, what does a week of training look like for you boys? How are you guys training at the moment? What are you doing? How strong he is? Oh. Mm. <laughs> I, I, I did this guy pound for pound, man. Six reps on 60 kilo dumbbell. Ooh, ooh Tom nice. Brosey. <laughs> got, <some, laughs> got some comp. Oh, man. Cannot squat at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's overrated. Hey, thank you. Uh, <laughs> some uh, of the things this dude does, man, it just like blows my mind, man. Like I've trained at a different, um, you know, at, at high levels but i watched this guy train and the the weights that he pulls like his deadlift and that raw doing over 200 deadies like i know the numbers are different here like use a big weight here but seeing this guy what are you 80 kilos yeah 80 kilos deadlifting over that no belt well, no restraint that's like, just props to zero like like i said my bro like i even said that al like a lot of the cues and texts that i that i use in my own training i, I learned from here 
you know, even just watch a lot from now to the Melbourne strength culture, those holler, those boys, those guys are very, very cool. Mm. Um, and I, th- I think that's just like the beauty of social media now. Like mm. you, you have so much access to, for sure, to all this information. So I love you, man. Thank you, Cap. Nah, it's all good. <laughs> but like this dude is, he's, he's consistent with his training. Like me, I'm all over the shop because obviously my, my schedule's like crazy, crazy. Three so kids. I'll get trained training in where I can um, started going down to Kelly in the afternoon and, and started doing the Kelly work <laughs> at 5.30 with Nossi and the boys and, and the girls too man the girls are crazy in that class bro um, but yeah I get training in where I can I try and train once a, a day uh, but this guy is relentless. Two thirty is in the gym, bro. Every day, mm. every day getting his work, and that's what I love about him, man. He's got good structures, and he does. He takes time out of his day to get his self care time, bro, and that's important, man. Absolutely, it's important. Man, I got no excuses then, because some when I start uh, work at six a.m. or five a.m., I always think, "Fuck, all right. Well, now I'm gonna have to run this arvo, or now I'm gonna train this afternoon." But it's like, no, nah, I just need to get up a little bit earlier. Yeah, mm. bro. There's something really uh, sad about your alarm going off the same day that you set it though. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> it's nuts. There's this ultra endurance run in Brisbane. Yep. He goes to bed at like six o'clock and he gets up at eleven PM. What? Like yes. Sleep sleep deprivation. Yeah, thing? so he gets up the same day because he works like an hour away, works in Bribey Island, but he's an endurance runner. So he has to get about, you know, three hundred kilometers under his legs every single week. But he makes it fucking happen. So even though starting work at six thirty, you know that's you know that's early, but he's like, nah, I need to get forty two kilometers, forty kilometers, thirty kilometers under my legs before work because I'm not going to be able to do it tonight because I got kids. I got da 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 da. It's crazy. Mm. It's crazy. That all comes down to mentality, man, and what you mm. want to you know do yourself, bro. And you're the only one that will stop you from getting up at those oh, times yeah. or restricting yourself from training, man. It's, mm. like a, it's like when you get into that negotiation with yourself and you start doing it, it's like, what am I even doing? Just get up. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny, man, is like people always ask myself, and you probably get it all the time, they're like, why do you train so hard, bro? What are you training for? Okay? <laughs> and it's like, you don't need a purpose to like go in and train. Like you were saying before, Henny, with workshops and that, or, you know, I just train to train, bro. Mm. I train because it's good for my own mental state and it makes me feel good. I don't need it. Like, coming from my career, we train to try and be dominant on the field. But for me now, it's just training is, like, part of my DNA. Like, Mm -hmm. I just enjoy training, bro, and the the mental um, endorphins it gives myself. Move good, Um, feel good. Yeah, bro, absolutely. So I always get hit up all the time about why do you train so hard or why do you train so early in the morning? It's like, that's my self-care time and that's me giving back to me. 100. You just love the gym. That's what it comes down to. You love the gym and you love that feeling afterwards. Mm, Even if you go for a run, even if you go for a swim in the ocean, bro, you just love that feeling. Yeah. Like my, um, what I do for my training at the moment is my running, that's all structured and periodized. We've got a running coach who writes our programming every week. So we follow that to a T. But in the gym, like, because I just, I love training. So I'll come in, I'll write down what I'm doing. I don't even have a program. I just, you know, I take like a very agile, periodized approach yep. where I kind of, um, you know, I just, what's the word? I just daily undulate. It's just daily yep. undulated periodization. Yep. Um, 
So I'll just write down in my notes what I'm going to do. Obviously, there's going to be some kind of progressive manner. Last week, I did X amount of pull-ups with this weight. How am I going to progress that? Am I going to up the weights? Am I going to up the reps? So I just kind of structure it like that. But I just pick exercises I enjoy, and then I'll pick a few that I hate, make sure I do them. And then I've kind of won, I've won, you know, I've won the battle there. Like you said with the negotiation thing, I always talk about, um, I say this to Bridget all the time, like write that contract with yourself. Don't break that contract. You said you were going to go swimming today. Go swimming. What's stopping you? That's it. Yeah. Yo, 100. And only you will stop yourself, mm, not anyone absolutely. else. It's easy to find excuses, man, but when you have non-negotiables for yourself, bro, mm. nothing can get in the way. You got to look past, uh, like look in the past at what you've achieved in really tiny baby steps in those moments as well. It's like, okay, I set the alarm for 3 a.m. Okay, I'm awake. I've I've ticked these two boxes. It's like, what's next? Okay, I stand up. I'm out of bed. Rather than waking up and being like, I have to run. Yeah, well, I have to get up and go to the gym. I don't want to do that. It's like, no, one step at a time. Tick that off. I'm standing up. I've had a shower. Absolutely. I'm in the car. I've turned the key on. You've ticked it off. You're done. And so I, I can't remember who spoke about it. I, I can't remember if it was on the podcast or I heard it in a book or, or some, I don't know, Goggin style thing. But it's like if you want to, you know, create a habit around saying getting up at 4 a.m. and running, sit, get in the habit of setting the alarm, going downstairs ready to run, then go up and go back to bed. Yeah. And most of the time, you're going to go downstairs and be like, well, I'm here. I've made it this far. I may as well take the next step kind of thing. And you yeah. just keep doing If you do, do turn around, you do it the next day and you keep doing it until it turns into a habit and you Absolutely. tick that box. And just like you say, you know, training's, uh, you know, it, it's not negotiable. You love it. It's a part of your life. And yeah. you'd say the same and you'd say the same. It's a habit. It's even like if we don't love it, we still do it because it's a habit. It's like yeah. if I don't do it, my routine, my day, my structure, my life is just wrong. Yeah, it has right. to be there. It's just like brushing your teeth or eating breakfast or whatever. It's just a habit. You have to do it. Yeah, 100%. So like we've been, uh, we've had competitions and that, you know, and competitions, they take it out of you. You know, they're draining, you're shifting shit around, you're moving, you're they're being long, social. Long days, yeah. Hey, long but then days. I see Thomas and Daniel, once we've set the gym back up, we put the gym back together. Thomas and Daniel, they're training. <laughs> do you know what I mean it's like fuck that's a habit yeah hard to me that's like oh that's a non-negotiable even though they've had a shit day of lifting shit and spotting loading they're still training Absolutely. like yeah there's there's no questions asked no we train on Saturdays or Sundays we're still training that's it mm. so that's cool hell yeah do you guys have any um you guys you guys good for time yeah yeah for sure who do you guys who do you guys look up to in the fitness industry or do you guys have any people that Tom Brosey Tom Brosey. <laughs> <laughs> Look somewhere else. <laughs> He'll go backwards quickly. <laughs> um, the f- in the fitness industry, mm. I, in, I mean, in the sports industry, cap 100%, you know, it was a godsend mm-hmm. to what happened. And, um, you know, and our community are so lucky to have him um, in the fitness industry. Obviously, Tom is one of those people and one of those... Uh, one of those idols you, you would look up to. A lot of people down in the in the Melbourne strength culture that I follow. Um, Jamie, he's the man. Um, yourself, Henny. Um, I think people nowadays who are putting out the correct information, and mm-hmm. that's who I look up to. Whether they've got a million followers or they've got a thousand followers, if you're putting out the good information, the information that's not going to hurt anyone and it's going to actually help people progress, that's who I look up to, mm. for sure. Yes, sir. Um, I love... I love Looking up uh, and and watching a lot of professional athletes, um, you, 
OBJ is one of my my f- favorites. Not because of like the star he is. Um, obviously, he comes to my attention when he comes to the Giants because I'm a big New York Giants yeah. fan. Um, but all the controversy that he's you know going gone across with injuries, changing clubs, um, to being now a championship like players like that, I like that. Mm. You know, I like players that have to work hard to get to where they are. Overcome, and overcome a hell, of a hell of a lot of adversity. Hundred percent, yeah, hundred percent. So I, I get a lot of inspiration from people like him, and um, you know, the greats like um, Michael Jordan, and Tom Brady, and stuff like Tom Brady's. You know, he's late forties, still competing at a high level, bro. And you watch his documentary that I watch. Like I watched on YouTube, bro, and he takes all his wide receivers onto his own camp. And they can do it because they're getting paid a monster. But he does a lot of work outside of actual training and, and, and club training. Um, and it just goes to show why these guys are at the best of the best because they put so much time and investment into what they do, bro. And that's the same as like what we did, man, to a different scale. But being a professional athlete, it takes every minute of the day to do it. You know, you train twice a day, then you go home, you do rehab, you do physio, you do recovery and nutrition, everything, sleep routine, routine hygiene. Um, all these things take a lot of energy, man, and a lot of commitment to do it. So I look up to sports athletes all the time, bro. Um, and people go, oh, you just get paid too much. It's like, man, this is a lifestyle that we do. Mm. And you, you don't see half the things that we go through to be out there doing um, the sport that we can at the best that we can, bro. Um, so, yeah, I look up to a lot of those, man. I get heavily inspired by stories like Daniel Carter's documentaries, um, you know, and athletes like that where you see it in depth of what it took for them to get to where they are and stay where they are. Because we all see and we judge from what we see in games and mm-hmm. it's like, man, this guy's a superstar. But then when you get a real big insight in a documentary like that, and you see what it took and what they do and constantly do, bro. And then also the commitment it takes from their partners and their families to travel mm. the world as well. That's what inspires me, bro, and gives me goosebumps. Dan, Dan Carter, for me, he's top five athlete of all time. Bro, he's a gun. Yeah, and I watched his whole career. Like, I watched him right... Because he debuted the same year as LeBron James. Yeah, So well, I still watch yeah, LeBron's true, career. But yeah, so I've watched Dan Carter's whole career. And the level of professionalism, the way he carries himself, it's just unreal it's cool to see that you're looking outside your realm as well mm. like you're not directly looking in uh the fitness industry for uh inspiration yeah. uh like because i was listening to a podcast the other day about kobe bryant and kobe bryant the way he moved on the court he took inspiration from soccer 100%. so he watched all these soccer plays and he's like look how they move off the ball this is yep. the way i need to face when i'm off the ball and things like that so yep. it's really cool he was like kind of uh he was very innovative in that sense you know looking elsewhere how can i move better on the court soccer players move like this the way they turn their shoulder the, that the way they move over their shoulder so yeah yeah it's cool yeah bro I, I i guess for me like like you just said man there's there's so many things that you can implement to your own training and, um from other avenues of sport um and i just love learning bro i know i'm not in the industry anymore but i just love watching how people train for things coming out like usc fighters are just assassins bro mm. they legalize assassins that could literally kill anyone if they wanted to and the way they train is like nuts nuts bro and then i i watch basketball athletes like patty mills is a good mate of mine and you watch him train he's in his 14th season now in the nba and it's just like bro it's so cool to see how they train 
in the preseason leading up to their seasons going ahead um, and the amount of games they play. And I just, I really love um, seeing our athletes prepare for their mm-hmm. battle, if you call it, leading into a season. It just really, um, yeah, it, it inspires me and it, it keeps me, um, I guess, chasing for more. One of the things you said before, like you, you clearly made the distinction between um, people who are there, but people who stay there at the you know professional athlete level. Uh, in your time and experience, you know, over a decade as a professional athlete, is there anyone who spends that long there that doesn't work their ass off for it? You know, the people that just end up there because I, I can only say from the outside looking in, but like from from the outside looking in, my assumption would be that to stay there, you have to work hard. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. There's there's no one that is not in a professional realm for so long, they don't stay there without putting the work in, regardless. Like, you have to work every single day. Because you think about it this way. Every year, there's someone that's coming to try and take your position. Mm-hmm. And they're younger, they're faster, they're stronger. So you have to level up in yourself, and you can't automatically think, coming into another year, you can do what you did last year. Don't work like that. So for me, when, when we were in off-season like this time right now, I'll go and train with Cole at Heartbreak Conditioning and we'll do some boxing training. We'll do totally different style training um, just to change up the way that I train and different add value to um, my skills coming into the next season. So you obviously have to adapt um, and you have to implement different structures to stay at that level. But as you get older, you have to incorpor- incorporate better nutrition and better like recovery man um you know as a youngster coming through but i used to party we'll play friday night i'll party friday saturday sunday turn up to training monday and can train the house down there's no way in hell i was able to do that when i hit my 30s you know late 20s my body was just buggered after a football game so you really had to make sure you're ticking off all the boxes in in terms of your nutrition and recovery and, and sleep to make sure that you are able to do that the next week and back it up and back it up. In terms of sport, to be able to be the best of the best, you have to be consistent with everything you do on a daily basis. And you have to have non-negotiables. So there ain't no days where you can get up and go, you know what, I'm not going to train as hard Mm. because your spot will be taken the next week. So that's what I loved about it, competitiveness. I'll I'll compete to the end of the day, man, and I'll be a smart ass um, about it and have fun about it. Like you see that rivalry, prime example, Penrith and, and um, Para, that rivalry between them. Um, and everyone says that Jerome Luai is, is like an arrogant prick. But I've met him firsthand and he is one of the nicest people you'll meet. But he is competitive as fuck. Like, I love that, eh? Mate, hell yeah. And I'll never like down it, bro. Mm. You, can, you can love him, you can hate him, but those boys are competitive as hell. And the way they performed in the grand final, man, like I want to see the Bronx there doing it. But you got to commend them for the way that they p- played in that game because they were just professional to a T and they didn't give Para any sign of um, scoring tries or anything. So, yeah, competitiveness is in my nature and it's always in professional athletes' natures and I just carry that through my life, man. It's funny you mentioned that, like how people think uh, Jerome Lua is a grub. I've got a grub 13, a starting 13 that people call grubs. And every single one of them, they're all really fucking fierce competitors. They're the guys you want on your team. 100%. They're the guys you hate playing because, you know, they'll, they'll sledge you, they'll talk shit, they'll throw in a cheap shot. But everyone wants one of them guys. on. They everyone You can't not want those type of guys on your team 100%. that go to war every single game. 
that you know all they want to do is win yep. there's a reason why they're like that they just they're winners they got a different mentality prime but, example paul gallon justin hodges mm. two of the biggest grubs in the game but they compete <laughs> hard fucking to the the full-time whistle goes bro and like i know them both off the field best dudes in the world mm. but when it, when you step over that line or they step in the ring it's go time man it's go time like whoever's in your way to to get to where you want to go in um your professional career like you'll take them out regardless and then once the full-time whistle goes your best mates again um but you're true henny bro some of the biggest grubs are like the biggest competitors man and you want them in your team regardless mm. um we're talking about you know doing all the leaving no stones unturned uh for professional athletes um that's like in powerlifting uh all the good powerlifters or anyone that's making really good progress they leave no stone unturned mm-hmm. they follow they've got a they've got a coach so they've hired a coach they've done the first thing they adhere to their program they manage their nutrition um they manage their sleep you know, they're literally doing everything they can to get stronger. Yep. Um, so, yeah, when people say, oh, he's a freak show, it's like, uh, he's, he's, he's not really a freak show. He works really hard and he does everything right. Yeah, and that, that's what I was trying to extract out of that. It's, mm. it's, it's really easy to, it's easy to look at legacy just like you've had this experience. People look at that, they're like, it's successful, I want a part of that. They're like, and you're on the other end, like, okay, are you willing to get up at 3 a.m. every day? Are you willing to demolish an entire place and rebuild it? Are you willing to put the effort, the time, the love into the community? Are you willing to show up when you don't feel like showing up, when you're tired, when you're hungry, when you're sore? Like, people don't have that. They just see the success and they want the success. Yeah, so and it's, it's so important for people to understand in any endeavor, sporting, business, life, that it's just a, a case of grinding and working hard and that the people that you... Um, that you put on a pedestal as successful by whatever definition it is, are successful because of the work that they've put in 100%. and continue to put in. That's it. That's kind of the common you, ground that they have, hey. It's exactly. Just, it's hard, it's hard work and work ethic. For mm. sure. It's crazy. You couldn't have said it better, Tom. Mm. That's 100%. in every aspect of life, man, and businesses as a dad, as a, you know, as a husband, as a partner. You put in the hard work, man, you reap what you sow, bro. Reap what you sow. There's no way trying to mask it there's no shortcuts um and getting to you know being a successful person in life in general you got to do the work and only you can do it mm. you can't rely on anyone to inspire you or motivate you you got to get that motivation within yourself and understand the journey that you want to achieve and go on that journey man mm. all right well we're at about time do you have any final questions for the boys no that's that's pretty much it final parting words how, how do people find legacy how do they become a part of it hey okay so all you really need to do is jump on over to our instagram you'll be able to find legacy through movement um it's got all the click links in there on the page uh there's also contact details as far as mobile number and email goes there too so if you're looking to come and try some functional strength or do a handstand and get upside down definitely come hit us up you'll get to see us uh attempt the same thing <laughs> amazing doing god's work out there love it thank you so thank much you so us. much for your time boys thank you uh, we appreciate it brothers um it's a absolute honor to be on this Absolutely. podcast and, and just chat and vibe out with you boys um like jesus said you you guys are inspiration to us in the way that you train and um in terms of business as well how you conduct yourself tom and you've you know got multiple franchises across the country like you guys inspire us and we're just a s- small small business trying to do our thing and, and add value to our community so it's an honor to be here and thank you to everyone for watching and listening thank you very much i've thank got you. i've got one question oh hit it who who can we get on for the next potty you guys have got some plugs oh 
<laughs> who do you know? Who who what can you, we get? What are you trying to What are you trying to catch up with? Well, let me let me drop a few names. I've seen they tag you in their stories. Oh, or like you know them, you follow each other. Hattie Boydle. Okay. Steve Cook. Easy. <laughs> and what's his wife's name? Uh, Morgan. Morgan. I don't, I don't know if they're um, actually here at the moment. Oh. I mean, it's definitely something I could look into. Mm. Uh, but I think they've been having troubles with their visas and whatnot, trying to get over to the US or try to get Steve here. Mm-hmm. But um, Hattie's definitely a G and she's always down to... Uh, to uh, share her journey with the world as well. So I might be able to link that one up for sure. Sweet. Let's go. Hey. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you, man. Thank you so much for listening to the Zero Podcast. If you want more information, head to our Instagram, zero underscore weakness. Hit the link in the bio for all of our services and any information on upcoming workshops and events. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review so we can have a broader reach and answer more people's questions. Thank you once more. Thank you.